Oh my goodness, guys. Welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This is episode 98. Uh, so, guys, today I've got quite the story for you. Um, you might hear just the slightest tinge of overexhaustion in my voice, and that is for good reason. Because I have been slowly, I have been mutilated by my body the last few days. I have been possessed by the devil himself, or for those who are fans of the film Hereditary, by King Paimon, who has paid me quite a romantic visit in the upper intestines. He decided to plant some little eggs that came crawling out, and I'm going to tell you guys all about it. So as you've probably noticed, uh, and I had to make a post about it, this episode is a little delayed. Um, I didn't want to miss this week because I don't want to delay getting to the 100th episode, but I did want to talk a little bit about what's been going on. So uh, as of last Saturday, uh, I am in America again. So what that means, what I want to try and do in the next few uh, weeks while I'm here for the next few episodes as we cross into episode 100 and beyond is I really want to try to focus on the artsy fartsy part of this title. So, you know, for those who know the show pretty well, normally what I do in Munich is try to combine these things, like talk to a lot of people who are creative immigrants, you know, for example, because I, when, when, when I am in Munich, you know, duh, am an immigrant. Um, but since I'm back here, that t- that title no longer applies to me. So I think, you know, why don't we try and focus on the artsy part? So I think what I'm going to do is uh, when I get back on my feet health-wise, uh, and especially when I get down to New Orleans, because right now I'm currently in Tennessee, I'll tell you more about that. Um, when I'm down there with uh, a lot more of my creative uh, musical friends, I'm going to interview people uh, that you haven't heard from before and you haven't had the chance to hear from before um, because they weren't technically immigrants. I had this kind of strict rule, like they had to have lived abroad even for a period of time doing something creative. But since I'm here, why not? Let's interview some interesting people for the show who uh, are very artsy-fartsy. They stink up the room, guys. I'm telling you, you're going to need to crack a window. And I think that's a cool plan, and I want to do that. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. Um, as you noticed, it's also another solo episode. Um, as far as I know, Mo is, has been extremely busy. I know that he, unfortunately, also uh, was suffering from COVID-19, uh, along with his girlfriend. And thankfully, now they have both gotten over it, and their quarantine has ended. But I think they're slammed right back into work. So... We'll see what happens with that. And speaking of his girlfriend, Tony, who I've mentioned before on the show, she uh, has been the person helping do the edits for these Toman videos that I uh, have been trying to get this job for for quite some time. And we did a new one. We did a new draft for this Bill Withers video, which I think came out pretty good just for a first draft. Like, it's funny. It's not too long. It's, it's, it's cut well. I think the energy's there. But I haven't heard anything back, and I've been touching base. It's been like two weeks, which is a little uncommon. I mean, sometimes they wait a week, which is okay, but waiting two weeks is a little strange. So we'll see about that. Maybe I can keep working with Tony, maybe not. 
But either way, I'm glad that they're both over COVID. But that's why Mo wasn't here um, on this episode. Also, the time difference, like, I think this is the evening here for me. And I think if I want to get Mo back on, or if Mo wants to join back on when he has the time, of course, um, I'm going to have to find some morning or early afternoon slots that work because I am currently six hours behind all of my Germany listeners, which is pretty cool. I, uh, you know, the future and I will be coming to you with questions. Um, is Betty White still alive? (laughs) Um, but no, basically since last Saturday, I am currently in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, for those who don't know Murfreesboro, I I didn't know it either, <laughs> to be fair. And I also didn't know that how you spell it. So if you think about Murfreesboro, like Murfreesboro, you think about M-U-R-P-H-E-Y-S, like Murphy, like Murfreesboro. But it is M-U-R-F-R-E-E-S Bureau, Murfreeze Bureau. So it's really, a, uh, that threw me for a loop when I tried Googling it the first time. Um, so I'm here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at my brother's house. He has very kindly um, offered to host me and the family uh, for our trip to America for these uh, six and some change weeks. And this is our first stop. We're going to be here for a few weeks. Then we're going to spend a little time down the road in Tennessee at my parents' house. And then we're going to travel the long road down to New Orleans, Louisiana. And we're going to party there. (laughs) Well, party as much as we can with our friends uh, and, you know, other, you know, quote unquote family there. And, uh, yeah, I see some people that we haven't seen in a long time because of the pandemic. Um, so, you know, the story, like the main thing from today, which is so crazy, is that we flew on last Friday out of Frankfurt, direct flight to Atlanta, and we arrived, everything was fine. It was a really tedious, long exhausting journey as anyone you know who has a family can imagine and we finally get settled in the hotel and my brother picks us up and it's really cool to see him and he drives us back to Murfreesboro the next day so cool we got everything fit in the car everybody's tucked in safe we come across this place called Bucky's so Bucky's is this like museum of southern What's a great term for this? It's like a museum of Southern conservative culture, but like the beautiful part of it in a way. (laughs) Like Bucky's is this gas station, like long story short, but it's enormous. It's so big. And it's like, um, it's like a Costco. I think, I think even Costco's do have, uh, gas stations connected. It's kind of like that. But it's, it's that, it's this, I don't know, it's like this epicenter of its own, it's got its own language and it's got its own handmade treats and it's known for like brisket tacos and like sausage egg cheese biscuits and, okay, let me tell you something, like Southern food, 
you know, is heavy, but it's something that I miss a lot. And you can almost kind of get there a little bit with Bavarian food. Like if you have like Schweinebraten and Knudel or something, you know this is like heavy food, but it's so good. And if you're from that area, of course, that's like, you know, something you grew up with. And, or like Käsespätzle. Like for me, th- these meals, like, of course, they're super heavy, but if you grow up with them, you're like, oh man, I, I could just really, I could kill a bowl of Käsespätzle right now. Or as like everyone in Germany says it differently, like Käsespätzle or whatever. It, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Southern food in the States is it's the same feeling for me in that regard. So there are just a few things that just always go down real good. And one of those things is like a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or ham and cheese and egg croissant or something like mm. And when you go to this Bucky's, right, you show up, you see this gas station line of pumps that just goes on and on and on. It must have like 50 or 100 pumps. And then you go around and you park in the parking lot and then you realize you're standing at a, at a place that's basically the size of an airport hangar. I mean, it looks like a Walmart. It's humongous. You go inside and immediately you realize, okay, only white people. <laughs> you just get that smell of like, only whiteies, only crackers, only cr- <laughs> It's the only cracker store up here in the Saltine City. Oh, it's only cr- cr- cracker, cr- cr- cracker cocoon here at Saltine City where everything's crunchy, pasty, white, mayo sweet. And you realize that pretty quickly. And, and especially as soon as you walk in the door, you look and there's like merchandise that they sell. And there's this giant like two liter, of course, dude, of course, like this two liter coffee cup. And it's this bright yellow and it says, don't tread on me. And I was like, oh my God, I am in no man's land. I am in a different world than I was just like 36 hours ago. It's so crazy. And this is on the way between Atlanta and Murfreesboro, somewhere like the halfway point. And yeah, we're inside and you, like there's Oh my God, there's this group of people in the middle of the room and all of the customers are huddled around this area. They're all huddled around them like, you know, pining for what the delivery is for the next thing that they're making. So it's like a fresh kitchen and these guys are back there and it's like a Subway sandwich shop where you see everything that they're doing except, you know, real food. And it's like them throwing bacon on the grill and frying up eggs and putting cheese on it and everything with like gloves, you know, like buttery Southern biscuits, which like a lot of people don't understand the beauty and subtlety and perfection of a Southern, like a buttery Southern biscuit. Like a lot of Europeans get get the word biscuit confused with the British biscuit, uh, which is a cookie for us. Again, the whole like chip and crisp thing, it's just not... Um, not our game. It's not, it's not, it's not right. Let's just be honest. It's, it's stupid. I don't know why they do it. It's made up and it's garbage. What they should call it, (laughs) what they should call it and what it is called here is a Southern biscuit. So they have all this stuff all piled together in this, in this big glass dome, basically this big circular place. And in front of them facing the customer, are these aisles where they drop a freshly wrapped, you know, for example, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, and it just slides all the way down into the category, and you can see how many there are. You can pick it right up with your bare hand, and there's a a price, so you know what you're getting. 
And the only thing that I thought was kind of crazy about this was there was no line. There was no understanding of, okay, start here, pick what you want and walk the other way. It was just a group of people. So you're wondering like, if I grab something, am I going to get shot? Like my, my whole thought the whole time was like, if I, like, I want that ham and cheese croissant, but there's 11 people here in a strange, oddly shaped circle staring at the same, you know, small row of foods. If I, if I reach for that, is someone going to pull a pistol on me? I mean, we are in the don't tread on me Southern. We are in Saltine City here in Crackersville. So you never know what kind of person's going to be threatened by just grabbing a croissant. Or if I say croissant and they're like, you sound like you're from a city. I don't even know. So that was kind of weird. No, but strangely enough, you just kind of reached for it and you just hoped no one got mad. And, and I reached for a couple of those. And that was just a small part of it. The same people in this big group, circular, ex- exposed glass ki- kitchen thing. went. So they're famous for their brisket. And they put out this fresh brisket, you know, pork meat. And they put a sauce, like a homemade sauce on it. And you know what they do when they pour the freshly made brisket sauce on the steamy, fresh brisket meat? Well, of course you do. They sing a song. They sing a loud song. It's like one of those happy birthday songs at a Chili's or an Applebee's that's like so uncomfortably loud that no one could possibly enjoy it. And they sing a song all together in unison. It lasts about 30 seconds, which feels like 10 minutes. And then they all do this like unison clap thing at the end, like pop, pop, pop. And we got to catch that magic, which is just mm, chef's kiss, just priceless. Um, so they, yeah, they put this fresh meat out and people went crazy for it. And what I do, what, what I do regret not getting is the brisket taco. That's what they're famous for. I should have grabbed one, but I just, it was like 1030 in the morning. I wasn't feeling brisket or taco. <laughs> so who knows what would have happened. Um, but they had, and then they had homemade everything guys like this is just, that's just the tip of an iceberg. Okay. That's just the tip of an iceberg. They had like homemade roasted like macadamia nuts and pecans and then like then they had a department store of clothing they had furniture this is all in one gigantic room with no aisles or separations by the way you can see it you're waiting there to get a ham and cheese croissant look over the shoulder of this guy with a don't tread on me t-shirt and you see someone looking at a bikini that has bucky's like beaver uh mascot on the crotch you know it's all very tasteful stuff and then on the back row, there's just like enormous long rows of cups that are all in different shapes and sizes. And those are all for all sodas and coffees. Interesting enough, you get the cup, this cup, you fill it up with the coffee that you want. And then in the middle, there's two big like coolers, just open exposed coolers that everyone touches with their same hands. And you have like all varieties of milk you know you have skim milk and full fat milk and two percent or whatever and strangely enough you did have one oat milk in there and i really i hand to god never expected that i went into that coffee line thinking well you know i do like milk but i bet there's not going to be any like soy or oat milk in this bitch like there's no way there's no way they're going to do that but alas, they did have it. I was impressed. So times they are a changing. If you can't lend a hand, get out of the way because the the, the old milk is a changing. And it was really 
uh, a cool place. And they had all, they had all these treats. They make homemade everything, rows of drinks, just an unbelievable situation. So at the end, we're checking out, me and my brother, and we go up to this guy. And I give him, you know, I, I bought like Bucky's homemade chocolate covered pretzels. I bought like a homemade Rice Krispie treat. All the stuff that I missed from, you know, living in Munich. And the, you know, the ham and cheese croissant and blah, blah, blah. And then I hand him this medium cup of coffee. And uh, he's like, how you doing today? I was like, oh, I'm doing good, man. I actually just, uh, I'm just seeing a Bucky's for the first time. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty astounded by everything. And he's like, mm, first time, huh? then I guess I'll let it slide that you put uh, coffee in one of these medium cups. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, actually, you're supposed to, there's a different stack of cups for coffee, and these are the cups for the sodas, and you grabbed the cup for the soda and put coffee in it, and you're really not supposed to do that. In fact, normally, I wouldn't let you check out, but since you didn't know, you know, it's your first time, you know, like, I'll let it slide. And I was, I was blown away, like, how serious are people about this job? By the way, they are mega hiring if anyone out there is looking for a job in Middlesville, nowhere. Um, but actually with like paid vacation leave too, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, yeah, he took it pretty seriously about this, about this coffee cup, but you know, I don't care. I said, oh, okay, well, I'm so sorry, you know, like whatever stupid, you know, nice guy thing that I always do. Said, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I didn't know it was my first time. I just came in here. I'm just from living in Germany. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do speak a little German. Well, you know, it's my brother here. Yeah, big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah we're both tall. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just coming in to see family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, then, well, yeah, then Tennessee. Yeah, and then, then New Orleans. Right, right, right. Oh, for about two weeks, about two weeks down there, uh, Airbnb, uh-huh, Airbnb, yeah, um, yeah, well, then we're gonna, oh, it's a long drive, yeah, you gotta believe it, <laughs> you gotta believe it's a long drive, oh, boy, oh, man, that's, that's a heck of a drive, yeah, plenty of stops, <laughs> you know how it is, you know how it is, yeah, 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 oh, that's great, champ, okay, what's the total gonna be, all right, thank you very much, all right, no, no, you, you have a good day, all right, all right, and then we checked out and we got back in the car and we came to the house here. My brother has a beautiful home. I'm very thankful that um, he and I have a good relationship and that I'm um, able to stay in this beautiful home. Plenty of rooms. I mean, my God, you know, it's just like, you, you know, this like for those who have siblings, there's this thing where you you have a sibling or two or whatever, three like weirdos have. And at some point you realize which one of them is going to be like the really successful one. And like kind of part of you in your heart hopes that it's you. But then you, then you, you know, then you go some time without spending, like you go some time without seeing your brother or sister or whatever. And then you catch up with them like visiting or a phone call or like a FaceTime and you you see they're they're like oh well I got this new house it's very cozy you know it's like this nice quaint you know like cottage you know <laughs> this warm cabin in the middle of a garden you know and like it's run by like this you know sweet old man who makes tea you're like oh okay well you know maybe it's like this nice like tiny little one bedroom thing you know like all right I can 
you know, I like that. Like, as long as he's happy, that's cool. And then maybe I can, like, you know, still come around on the back end, like, make a little extra money. Maybe I can, like, buy this dude, like, a real house one day, you know? Like, maybe I could buy this dude, like, a fucking, like, eight-bedroom house, you know? I can do this for him. Like, yeah, of course, you know? Like, good. Okay, cool. Let's, you know, let's check out the house. And then you see it, and you're like, oh, my God. He's a millionaire. My brother isn't a millionaire, but he makes a great living. And I immediately realized that... uh Pretty much just as soon as I walked up on the house, like, oh, wow. You can get a nice old big juicy house in America for just about one third the price as you can get it in Munich. That's the ridiculous truth right there. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, this house is so big and it's got so many great rooms. Like currently right now, I'm in the kind of like an attic but there is an attic but I'm not really in the attic it's just the most upper floor room and it's tucked away in this itsy bitsy little corner and it's hidden check this out behind a bookshelf and that's really cool um it's kind of like the James Bond room I was kind of hoping that the door opened if you tugged on a book but you still gotta push the whole thing open so um or the, it's like a Batman. I shouldn't have said James Bond. Stupid. It's like the Batman. It's like the Batcave entrance. Um, my favorite Batcave entrance, I, th- I can't remember if it's in Christian Bale. Or, no, I think it is in Christian Bale's Batman. That would be a, yeah. I thought it was something a bit older. But I think it might be from his. He plays like three notes on a piano. I always thought that was very cool. Because it's something that like, you, I don't know. It was just kind of tasteful. Like, ding, ding, ding. And then it opened up. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. What if someone just fiddled around, man? So risky. Um, but yeah, I'm in this sort of the bat bat room here, tucked away with blankets on the wall to make it nice and audibly cozy. Because um, I still have to do this show here. And I'm still, you know, going to try and keep up with the other radio show and some other jobs. But yeah, my brother's house. It's got this great room that I'm in now. And then there's like this you know, the biggest laundry machines I've ever seen in my life, like deluxe laundry. You could wash a full-sized sperm whale. And then, guys, okay, I'm going to save the best room for last, but check this out. You come in, you go in the house, in the nice garage, right? He's got, what I love also, I love refrigerators in the garage. It's such a dad move to have like a beer fridge in the garage. Mm, I can't wait for that one day. And one of them is a freezer, so like if if everything goes to hell, you've still got backup. You still got backup food in the freezer. Love that. You come up the stairs. You're in this little platform. You take your shoes off. Boom! You're in the dining room. Take look to your right. Big living room. So like so cozy. L-shaped sofa. TV on the wall. Got stuff for the kids to play. There's a table, a dining table there that's kind of more of just like for miscellaneous items you got like you know people have their coats over the chair there's some groceries on the table there's someone has their keys there my my nintendo switch has been sitting on there since like the first day i still haven't played it at all um and just like miscellaneous like baby stuff and then left is the kitchen and bruce's partner is like a great cook and bakes really amazing stuff so the whole kitchen is just decked out like it's good food every day lovely cabinets you know nice little kitchen island it's not a humongous kitchen but it's not too small you still feel like you can get around without bumping into anybody too much and then uh so on the same floor if you go left then you have an office with french doors mm 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 delicious 
It's so good. It's such a beautiful room. And you have this window to the outside. They get, you know, they got windows like, guys, they got windows that face like every direction. Okay. How many houses, you know, face every direction. Okay. They got constant sunlight if they want it. Okay. Constant. You know how much you have to pay for constant sunlight? Munich, give me a friggin' break over here. It's crazy. They got friggin' sunlight 24 friggin' hours a friggin' day. Freak. And so they have that office is beautiful then you curve around and before the stairs or like just if you just just past the stairs there's this other living room area with a sofa and another tv and like a little swing thing for their baby and it's like oh my god it's like another living room just another space for people to do something else it's crazy okay so now we're getting closer to the best room in the house so you go up the stairs then you got like this five-star diamond like design of everything you could do so like back left is his bedroom bathroom closet combo then just like one door up is a hallway closet with cleaning supplies and stuff and towels then one door up is a bathroom with a tub and like a sink and some towels and blah 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 and then one door up is the kids room there's like a whole separate nursery room with like a you know nice crib and like cute stuff on the wall and toys and cute paint and there's like rugs they're so nice and like a humidifier and a noise machine and like cute lights and little mattress on the floor and then like one door up then there's where my mom is sleeping like another bedroom in there and then one door up there's where we're staying in this room which is just like how many how can you on all on the same it's all the same floor this is insane so on this platform where you have all these rooms there's one more room that is so cool i cannot believe that they are not constantly in it uh, only you go between the kids room and my mom's room and there's like a little bitty hallway like two meters you go down and it opens up into a huge room and on the left there's a little sliding closet where the laundry machine is and then you're facing like this humongous, cozy, like sunken in, beaten down leather sofa. I love those. Just like, you know, like when it's nice and cool to the touch and you just kind of like slide on it. I love that. And then you turn around to face where you came in and you notice in front of you is an 86 inch television. 86. I want to put that into centimeters. 86 inches to centimeters is a 218 centimeter television. So wrap your head around that, man. It's the biggest TV I've ever seen in my life. It's borderline the size of our projector at home, and it might, might even be bigger. I'm not even, I'm not sure. Uh, so I got really stoked about that. I got really, really stoked and have continuously tried to find time to watch something on it. Um, but I love this house. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, and it's just cool to be around the family a little bit and like just catch up and see how everyone flows. And I mean, basically, it's kind of always flowed the same way. So after a day or two, you're just like, you're kind of caught up. You're kind of like just back in it again and you're just living with your family. So it's nice. Um, one thing about visiting the South that I didn't miss was the necessity to always drive to whatever you need to do. Like one thing, I think if I were to live in the States again, we would have to live, probably we would have to live in New Orleans because 
something about being able to walk, and everyone in Munich knows this exact feeling, and anybody who listens to this uh, in any sort of major city will too, but that feeling of just being able to walk out of your front door and walk to where you need to go. Like, you tell yourself, okay, I got to get a couple of, I got to go to the pharmacy, I got to go to the grocery store, got to pop by that bakery, I need to get that flower shop, maybe I'll grab some lunch on the way home, and, you know, stop at the ATM. And you know in your head you've planned out this walking map where you're like, okay, so it's three blocks east to that place, and then I just, and then right next door is this next place, and then I'll just do like four blocks that way. There's those two places, then one block. You know, like you know the path of your neighborhood, so you can just, you can tell yourself, oh, I'll be back in like two hours, and you just do this path, and you've just walked it, and you bring all these bags back home, and you're there. You're just in the city. Your stuff is there that you need. And in the South, it's just a little different because you, always need to drive to where you're going you can't walk out of your door and see something you're like in the countryside you know you 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 open your door and you're either in like a suburban part of the country where you know all the houses are like roundabout similar sizes and similar colors and stuff and there's like a homeowners association and you have to keep your yard a certain way and like you just see like there's just houses and then you have to leave the suburb to go down a road to get to the interstate to go down 10, 15 minutes to the town. Or like, I mean, that's how it was where I grew up. You know, we were in this house that was on like a, a slim little road and you could go left to go like just like one mile to the school into a gas station. But to go to town, you know, to like go to Walmart, go to get dinner, go to Blockbuster, whatever, you had to get out, drive that road all the way up to the interstate, take the interstate all the way to town, uh, which was like, you know, 15 something minutes probably. And this it's kind of like always that around Mississippi, Tennessee area. I can only speak for those two states because that's where I've grown up so much. But, you know, I'm sure it's similar in like Arkansas and Georgia and Alabama and, you know, parts of Florida and stuff. But like just... You, that's something I can't let go of. It's just like I love the South for some reasons, but I also realize once I get here, like I love being able to walk out of the door and like just walk over to where I need to be and just walk back and not not necessitate like, okay, when well, I've got to plan out a 15 minute drive or whatever, or like, you know, I can just take a bike over or if I really want to, I just take a train over. And just not have to worry about parking or like just wasting the gas or something. But it's not like anyone in the South really has another choice. You know, it's just how the thing, it's just how the landscape is. It's just so much land. It's just so widespread. Um, you know, perhaps they could have built housing a little closer to the city, but it kind of is always the same wherever you go. It's always about 15 minutes to town. And, you know, today we drove... Um, and basically every day except for the last two days, which is the main story of the episode, is the is the reason, uh, no, every day, every day we've been here except for the last two days, uh, we have driven into town for one reason or another, either to go check out the downtown area here, which is really nice, actually really cool, or to go to um, like the main, like the avenue, like the shopping mall strip where you have all these stores and restaurants, which is also cool. But you have to get out and drive out of the suburb on this long road, out another long road, then to the interstate, then take that for 10 minutes or whatever, then get off of that. And then you're on like a main street where you can go 
to the places you want to do. And then there are things to do. It's not like there's nothing here. It is a nice town, but it's just, that's that big difference. You know what I mean? So that's something I don't miss about the South. It's just the constant, like you cannot just go see something on a walk. You, it's not a place like designed for walk people who enjoy walks. Like unless you just want to do it for exercise, like just to run around the neighborhood or something, which some people do. But I, I guess if you, if you live there you adjust to it and you get comfortable with it. And you, in the end, sometimes you probably prefer it. Um, but yeah, it's just a different way, just a different way of life. So the main story is a really, man. Okay. So for those who saw the post I made on Instagram about postponing the, uh, yesterday's episode to today, it's because Tuesday and Wednesday, or no, was it Wednesday, Thursday? I think it was Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. I came down with the most horrendous, cursed, demonic, plague-like sickness that has ever been bestowed upon my human body. Oh, my God. Mm. I've never... I've never felt anything like that before. I mean, it was... <clears throat> I was pretty sure at some point I was probably going to have to go to the hospital. <clears throat> and that's something that I really don't want to do while I'm here. Like, I really don't want to have to deal with any doctors or hospitals while I'm in America. Um, for obvious reasons, I just don't want to mess with the insurance and the bills and I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. So I was really, really nervous about having to do that. And so it started, I guess, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, we had this plan to go into town, the whole family and with brother and mom and everybody. And we decide that we're going to go probably around like 11 or so. And I sleep in a little bit, not too late, of course, uh, can't. And that morning, I just felt kind of queasy, kind of dizzy, kind of lightheaded, kind of off. Wasn't really sure what was going on, but I just didn't feel too good. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, something's off. I just feel, I don't know, I feel kind of gross, like, like kind of swollen, kind of icky, kind of sweaty, kind of like icy. I don't know. And so I said, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I really I would love to go, but I think I have to skip out on this, uh, you know, city travel. Um, for this, like, cause they wanted to do that like through lunch and come back a little after lunch. So like maybe a three hour thing in total. I was like, I think I just can't do that. I'm sorry. And they said, yeah, okay, it's no problem. You know, feel better, and we'll bring you something. Uh, from lunch. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I went upstairs to the, the to this amazing, super cool room, the bonus room. And I thought, I'm just going to lay on the sofa, try and watch something on this enormous television and just try and like relax or cool down or something from this. And I ended up going into such a blackout fever nap that I remember waking up so frosty, ice cold, but also like pouring in sweat. 
and so nauseous. My stomach was killing me and I was so dizzy. And I was like, oh no, it's worse. And I tried to talk about it. I tried to tell them like something's really wrong. And they're like, okay, okay, like go, go lie down. And I went back to like the bedroom and laid on the bed and basically just proceeded to suffer. And it just got worse and worse and worse where like the first really bad like you know point of concern for me was that I never throw up I have you know I know who listens to this show yes I've been drunk before I went to college you know but I don't ever really throw up occasionally in some situations I could count it on one hand I've made myself throw up so that I could be less drunk to, you know, be more in control of a situation. Um, but again, very rare. And usually it was just to help me sleep. Like, oh, I'm just, I had just too many, some party or something, and I just need to get less dizzy and you make yourself do it. But even then, sometimes I just couldn't get myself to do it. I'm just not a big vomiter, uh, thankfully. And all of a sudden... I'm laying there in bed and this, you guys who, who, uh, have thrown up before or you do it frequently, you know, this feeling like all of a sudden your mouth just gets so full of saliva. You just get the wettest, sloppiest, drooliest mouth and you get so sweaty and you get goosebumps on your arms and you feel this like rise of like nausea swelling up inside your chest and you think, oh my God. Something's coming out now, like now. And so I leaped up out of bed and I tried so hard to make it to the to the tub or to the toilet or something in that bathroom. And I just couldn't make it all the way there. And I just barely got like the majority of that first haul into the sink in that bathroom upstairs. And that first haul became one of eight just lurches of like full body regurgitation eight like full like you know when you go to an old well on a farm and they have one of those water pumps from the ground like the groundwater pump and you push it in and all of a sudden you feel this full like burst of water from the ground from the well into your bucket or to your you know this jug or whatever like it was kind of like someone evil was inside my guts pumping the groundwater out of me and it was just eight full body like and like you know like there was no gap where nothing was coming out it was like everything was coming out and the really kind of like gross part i mean this is a little it's a little graphic but like the night before um, David had made like a really tasty, really nice, like taco soup, kind of like a stew, um, with a homemade cornbread. And it was so good. It was like a nice, like, you know, kind of Mexican, like some Southern comfort in here. This is good. All right. All right. And I loved it. And I had two servings and this was just all erupting out of me now. 
and just, I mean, just like, you know, taco soup. You got jalapenos in there. You got black beans. You got ground beef in there. You got cheese. Oh, my God. It was the works. You know, everything was coming out. And once that was finally finished, you know that feeling where you vomit so much so hard that you run out of breath and you worry that you're going to pass out? That happened like two different times. I was just so worried that I wouldn't be able to catch my breath. Like I just couldn't take a deep breath in because every time I went like, (gasps) it just gagged back out again. Finally, after the eighth one, I had my hands on the sink. It was a mess everywhere, as you can imagine. Like, of course, most of it was in the actual bowl of the sink, but there was a lot that was on the counter of the sink and I had to clean that up later. Um, But... I stood there and I finally caught my breath just like spitting into the sink and was like, oh my God, like I'm dying. And I was so pale and I was so weak. And that's when Efi and my brother come to the foot of the stairs and they're like, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, I just threw up eight times. And they're like, oh my God. And Funny enough, no one really seemed to overreact. No one was like, oh my God, are you like, are you okay? Do you need to go to the doctor? They kind of started like, my, my brother's like, he kept cracking jokes, which is fine, you know, keeping, keeping it a little light. But I was so scared and so sick and so afraid. I was like, I'm not really in the mood for that right now. Like I'm a goofy guy, but I'd never felt anything like that before. And I wanted to be taken a little more seriously. <laughs> Uh, and they were like, oh, man, you need to go. Yeah, just go lie down, you know, take it easy, put a wet rag on your head. Like, it was so, like, Southern. You'd be like, go lie down, put a rag on your head, and, you know, listen to a podcast. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, eventually they brought me some medicine. I tried to keep some Pepto-Bismol down. Um, finally, t- you know, took some, like, pain reliever. And then, man, I just went into this crazy spiraling First off, they took my temperature and I was at 40 degrees Celsius, which, yes, of course, isn't the hottest ever, but 102.2 Fahrenheit is hot, man. And I had I had to break this fever and I was just like, I put on my brother's sweatpants and like three blankets. I was wrapped up in bed and I just hated it. I hated existing. My guts hurt like they hurt, you know? And I was just writhing around in the bed. And I ended up doing that for the entire night, like in and out of these weird little feverish 10-minute gaps of sleep the entire night, which was hard also, you know, like on the family too, to not really be able to be there and like help out and stuff. But man, I was just, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't get up. And the next morning when I woke up, I felt a little bit better. My, my, my guts and my, I felt like my kidneys and my lower back and my stomach had been bruised. I don't know if you guys have ever had like a stomach virus or food poisoning before, but if you throw up so much that it kind of feels like your guts are sore, like swollen or beaten up, like, like you were in a fight and someone punched you only in the guts. I couldn't explain why, but I felt so in pain, but I felt a little bit less sick. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm just sore from all the vomiting. I'm just going to go downstairs and try and, this was Thursday morning. I was like, I'm just going to try and, you know, take it easy now. And uh, I sat down and they were like, oh, hey, look who's back. Oh, nice to see who's alive. I was like, don't jinx it, guys. And, you know, I talked to everybody and they were making a plan for the day. And they were like, well, you know, 
your cousin's going to come visit, you know, you don't have to come out with us if you don't feel good enough, but, you know, just so you know, and I was like, I don't know, I was like, I don't know, maybe, let's just see, I feel okay right now, but I'm feeling a little, like, I'm just a, I'm a little anxious about it, and before you know it, like 20 minutes later, all of a sudden, this thunder claps inside of my belly, and I race to the toilet, and I'm telling you, man, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like the toilet was a house fire and my butthole was a full fireman squad putting it out with a hose. <laughs> There's kids in there. Get them out. Of, get the water in. Chief, we're going to need a stronger <laughs> Chief, we're going to need a stronger pool. Push it. Push it. The fires are raging. The fires are raging. Keep pushing, dog. <laughs> oh my god, man. It was just the worst, most painfully like numbing, sickening diarrhea that I've ever 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 had ever in ever town everville ever. Uh so I thought, well this isn't over. And then finally, I was able to get up. I told them, I was like, I just unleashed um, basically a plague of spiders into this <laughs> to, into this toilet. I think I'm really not well. I said, okay, go lie back down. And they got me some norm- more medicine. They got me some anti-diarrheal stuff and some nausea stuff. And so I'm lying in bed again. And they're like, okay, your cousin's here. Do you want to come down? You want to go for a walk with us? I was like, I just can't do it. I can't. I don't feel good. They're like, okay. And then, boom, I had to throw up again. But now there was nothing inside of me. So then I had like four of these dry heaves that just like clench your body and they just tighten your guts and they just squeeze you from the inside and there's nothing. And on like the fourth one, like a little bit of the Pepto-Bismol that I had just drank came up, which was just like, oh, it's like, can nothing stay down? And it was just so awful i just don't know what happened but finally sometime around like i want to say three o'clock it just seemed to kind of like fade enough like finally the pain like this immense pain in my guts was gone and i was still really lightheaded and anxious about food and stuff but i felt like i could walk again and um wasn't worried about just like you know, shitting my pants every time I felt like a little fart coming on. Whew. So then, yeah, just then I finally saw my cousin and we talked a bit and then I, I just had like some crackers. I didn't eat much of anything. And then today even, I just had like a little bit of like some dry bread in the morning. I just tried to take it easy. And now, okay, and then now I had like a normal lunch and now I had like a l- tiny like normal dinner. I'm not really eating as much still. But I'm having a little bit of what I would have normally, and it's it's okay. I don't feel sick. But my God. You know, like, I would never, ever, ever wish that sickness on my worst enemy. Never, ever, 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 ever would never do that. It's just crazy how painful that was. And I just don't know where it came from. We tried to analyze, was it something that we ate? Oh no, we all ate the same thing there. We all ate the same thing there. We all shared drinks here. 
like no one else got sick was it a was it food poisoning that would be kind of hard to tell because everyone had the same food was it a stomach virus okay well how did only i get sick you know am i contagious could i give it to anybody we we washed all of the clothes and pillows and sheets that i touched that wednesday on thursday and like washed everything again on thursday that everything i touched and like just got everything out of the system and Everything was Cloroxed and Lysol bleached and wiped down and stuff. And it's just like, what happened to me? And why did no one else get sick? It's so crazy. And of course, my first thought was like, I'm so sick, this must be COVID. Now I'm in America and now nobody requires masks anywhere at all, at all, nowhere at all, uh, which is crazy. So I thought I must have COVID. I must have just not worn my mask at the wrong place at the wrong time. Now I'm sick. But I took a test and I was negative, so... I don't know what happened, but I'm really glad that nobody in my family has that. Really, really, really glad no one has that. Um, We are getting a little bit of a cold, I think, just from like generally not having air conditioning at all and then coming here. And it's like, you know, air conditioning is just on everywhere you go. Um, But other than that, I'm really glad that that one's just over. So that's why we were delayed. And that's the update for this episode, guys. Um, so I'm very, I'm very glad that I got to do this. I'm glad that I got to, um, break everything down and tell you what's going on. So expect in the following weeks, um, I, I don't know what to guarantee for next week, but I would really like to have a cool guest lined up. I have a few people in mind. I've already talked to them, trying to find some dates now. And what I'm really hoping to do is to get, um, some, yeah, some interesting creative people from, uh, all over America that I haven't uh, had on the show before. And, um, yeah, should be, should be some good, you know, going through, going down memory lane, uh, some fun stories about, you know, maybe university or from high school or from just concerts and stuff. So you can look forward to that. Um, yeah. And if you feel like a stomach bug coming on, man, just hunker down and try to get through 48 hours. There's just no medicine doesn't really help to be honest with you. Um, but thank God every day that you don't have it. Um, all right. I think that's today's show. I got to cut it a little early. Um, I still shouldn't push anything too hard today. I'm still a little, I'm still a little soft boy down here in my deep hot here in the South, but much, much love and greetings to everybody from Tennessee. I will be back next week. Um, most likely with a guest, uh, maybe with, maybe even with Mo Bat. Let's see. Um, if you enjoy the show, please make sure to go to Apple uh, Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and give us a review or a rating or a comment or a like or something and just help us, you know, kind of boost this show up to new listeners. It really helps us a lot when you do that. Even just talking word of mouth, telling anybody to listen really goes a long way. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants or on TikTok, Artsy Fartsy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. And um, yeah, take care of yourselves and be safe and much much love all right guys see you next week bye-bye